Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Amar Gorgo with us has been a copywriter, journalist with film and TV credentials, bringing his talents to the paranormal and horror genre. A child in the wake of the Amityville Horror in the Summer of Sam, his talent for crafting some hair-raising tales was first recognized in the fourth grade. Mr. welcome to the program. Hi, George. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. What happened in the fourth grade to get everybody to notice you? <laughs> I love this story. Um, uh, we were assigned to, the class was assigned to write a story, and so I decided to write some kind of horror story that uh, entailed some type of mummy and uh, and when I handed it in, I was all nervous because you know I'm sure that wasn't the the content they were expecting from someone in the fourth grade. <laughs> and uh, and when um, when I handed it in that night, uh, my teacher called my parents, and I thought I was in trouble. And uh, and he said uh, it was quite the opposite. He said, you know, your son has a real gift for writing. You need to sign him up for the young uh, young authors club right away. And, uh, and so, so it was, uh, it was quite the opposite. I thought I was going to get in trouble and he ended up, uh, calling up my parents to, to, to praise me about this story about, uh, some creepy mummy I wrote. How did you get interested in the strange and unusual? Um, I, I think it was because of just kind of growing up in that, um, in that atmosphere at that time was, uh, Summer Sam was happening, Amityville Horror came out, and I was taken to the movies, and that, uh, that, that movie just left an indelible impression on me, and it's, I guess it carried over into my, my writing interests. I used to go see all those kinds of movies, and one, the, one of the movies, uh, MR, that got to me when I was a kid was the original House on the Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. Uh-huh. That was just eerie as all get up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it stuck with me. It was that scene with the, the pig demon with the red eyes and it's Ooh. looking through the window. And I, I could still see it now. <laughs> Tell us about uh, Demons Among Us. Well, Demons Among Us is a, um, uh, a book about, uh, it takes, it rips the veil off the paranormal to expose what's, what's really happening in the, in the unseen world or the, uh, you know, all those creepy and haunting things that we can't see. And it gives you a sneak peek behind the scenes. And uh, it has uh, truly terrifying personal accounts uh, that are my own, uh, historical accounts of the first, uh, the first fully documented eyewitness account of demonic possession in American history which happened 20 years or so before the Salem witch trials. And it also talks about uh, how, um, how dark forces uh, influence the world around us uh, without us really even knowing it. It's, a, it's going to go down as a classic, by the way. So congratulations on that. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for saying that. And uh, it just came out a couple months ago, didn't it? It did. It, uh, I, I published it in, uh, in February. Uh, to Amazon, uh, but it took me quite some time to write. What's your take, MR, on demons? What do you think they are? Um, well, I believe that they are uh, fallen angels. Uh, they had a, a rebellion in heaven, and for the rebellion, um, they were 
kicked out of heaven and now they exist and rule in the cosmos and uh this earth is partly their home you're probably right about that and of course they still work under the devil's guidance don't they yes they do yes absolutely what do you think they want uh i believe they want to steal kill and destroy and they want to mar uh god's creation in, uh, in, the, in your book, as you document some of the eyewitness cases of demonic possession in American history, let's, let's go way back uh, with the t- time we've got before the first break here, and let's talk about that. What, how did they document these first cases? Well, this, this case that we're talking about, it uh, takes place in uh, early Massachusetts, and it happened between um, a minister of a small frontier town, a for- small forest town, uh, in, in early New England, and it happened between him and his 16-year-old servant. And uh, she had started exhibiting some signs of, some really strange signs uh, that really kind of caught his attention. And then uh, after two weeks into this, he's decided to start writing in his journal uh, a full-blow-by-blow bo- full blow blow account uh, pretty much every day of what was happening to this young maid, these uh, afflictions and atrocities that had uh, befallen this this young girl. And how would you categorize this this case compared to other things you've heard? Pretty uh, high up there? Uh, this is very high up there. That's the reason why it made it into the book. The story is so in- incredible, and it's so, um, it's so disturbing um, that it... it literally is a story that's been glossed over and just fell through the cracks of history. And so when I, when I discovered the story and started peeling away at it, I said, this, this has got to come to light because this story is so phenomenal and it is so um, unnerving that this has to be brought to people's attention. And in terms of these demons, uh, they're still out there today. And what do you think they want? Our souls what, or disrupt our lives? What do they want? Well, they yeah uh, again, they want to steal, kill, and destroy. But what they do on a daily basis is uh, harass, oppress, um, and anything that they they want to steal the attention away uh, from God. They ultimately want you want to kill you is their ultimate goal. Um, and because the reason is, is that you have, and I have, and uh, every human has the, the chance to experience um, what they had lost in heaven. And so they, they have the opportunity to become the apple of God's eye, and they no longer have the, the love of, of God. And so, and because of that, it's out of a great jealousy that they um, they have marked humanity. Not everybody, Mr. has a demonic experience, and that's a good thing. But why? That's a really great question. I I really don't know why. I mean, there are uh, many, many, many historical accounts of uh, you know demonic uh, encounters. Uh, possession, of course, is the most extreme. Um, but but there are so many accounts throughout history um, that 
it, it, these big that it's that it's uh, it has to be true. You know, I started off with the book with a uh, a Chinese philosopher, and he said, um, you know, if if since the beginning of time men have heard the voices and um, and seen uh, heard disembodied voices and and seen these spirits of of men, how then can we say these things do not exist? So these things have been happening since the dawn of time, and uh, there are many many documented. Uh, you know, cases of people seeing spirits in, in demonic entities. They seem to enjoy creating chaos in people's lives, don't they? <laughs> That's the truth. Absolutely. They cause, uh, they're here to cause chaos, destruction, um, you know, they're here to destroy. In the middle section part of your book, you've talked about how demons influence the world around us. Boy, if there's anything going on right now, it's kind of demonic, don't you think? Yeah, I, I believe it's absolutely demonic. It's, I think what we're seeing is a uh, an uprising in demonic activity at a level that hasn't been seen before, uh, you know, since I've been alive. And uh, they work in ways in that people wouldn't really, really think that they work in because these, what we're talking about is, is demon forces and their spirits. And what people don't realize is that uh, the everyday, um, the, the everyday influence is um, they work as spirits of fear or spirits of depression or spirits of suicide. So these types of things um, that influence people's lives are actually spirits ultimately driving into to deeper, deeper despair. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.